that sounds so insensitive to like market off of that, but I realize that's marketing. So like talking about like dealing with somebody who's passed away and Ariel's like, but what about SEO? (laughs) Hey everyone, and welcome to Another Bite, where we rewatch the most innovative and intriguing pitches from Shark Tank. I'm Jory, and I'm joined by Ariel. Hi. And John. What's going on, everybody? A funeral can be a grave affair, but nothing puts the fun back in funeral like new innovative ways to bury your loved ones. Am I right? Was that too on the nose? A dead giveaway for the product that we're covering? Ugh, all these killer puns. I bet you're dying to know what the product we're covering today is, though. Well, after a brief sponsored break, we'll tell you. There's no secret formula for better service throughout the customer journey, but there is the all-new Service Hub from HubSpot. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can easily support, strengthen, and grow your customer base. Secrets out, HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. Today, we have Return Home, and Return Home is brought to us by Seattle founders Micah and Katie, and they are asking for a whopping $2 million for 5% in their business, which is a $40 million valuation. Yikes. What is the product that they're asking for so much capital on? It is Return Home, which is terramation. Yep, that's a word that transforms human remains into soil within 60 to 90 days. Now, the problem that this is trying to solve for is that 3.4 million Americans die a year and families have to choose between two really unsustainable options, cremation and burial. So in the words of the founder, the way that we're dying is actually killing us. So the solution is terramation, which does sound alien, maybe because it is. And essentially it is this process that turns remains into soil using alfalfa and sawdust. So thinking about our product, (laughs) thinking about our founders and our pitch, initial thoughts of return home. We talked about the funeral industry Mm -hmm. back on May 30th on our episode where we covered Parting Stone, which was a product where you could turn your cremains into a set of decorative stones that you could, as we talked about at the time, put in your yard or skip on a nearby pond, depending on (laughs) your interest. How much you love that person. (laughs) Goodbye, grandfather. If they were really well-rounded, you could probably get a lot of skips. (laughs) Just saying, just saying, I know. And at the time, if you listen to our May 30th episode, you'll know that we talked about whether it it was okay to joke about it. And we talked about how uncomfortable we all were talking about death and how the humor helped. But in the funeral industry, decisions are mostly made by the family after a death occurs. And I think the data that's out there is about like 20% of people like pre-plan their funeral. Cremation is way up. Back like 50 years ago, there's about 3% of people who got cremated. And now it's up to almost 60% of Americans who get cremated. My take, if this product was going to be successful selling to a funeral home, you basically would need a large percent of funerals to be pre-planned which they're not. You need high enough margins to actually give commissions to the funeral directors. Their margin's like 55%. And so giving maybe like 30% away to the funeral directors is not going to leave a ton of money to invest in CapEx to get these warehouse facilities and working capital to actually like grow the business. And you would need a go-to-market that can kind of adapt on a state-to-state basis, which will be expensive. And so if you think about what's left from a margin perspective, 
It's not much to adapt to local state regulations and whatnot. It's not a particularly optimistic view of this company's likelihood of succeeding. John, to your point, the business model just isn't really there for this. And I think that was like one of the main points that the Sharks brought up. I think from a brand perspective, though, I actually want to applaud them on this because they instilled a brand that has dignity and empathy, Mm -hmm. but still gives off a sense of peace. It's a good brand. And I actually do think there will be more and more people interested in this sort of burial over the next 50 years. You know, we know that like Gen Z's number one concern about the world is, you know, stopping climate change. Mm -hmm. And so if you think about death through that lens, you can imagine Gen Z would be looking for much different approaches to how to be buried as opposed to, you know, being put in the ground with chemicals in you or creating a whole bunch of environmental pollution through a cremation process. Yeah, definitely. We talked about parting stone. And I think the reason why parting stone works so well is because it's an existing part of a process. This was already just a stepping stone within an existing system, whereas this return home would require an entirely new way to think about how you proceed on forward in your life. And I think that, again, it comes back to that education piece. And anytime you're trying to create a brand new process, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, I've lost people very close to me. Mm -hmm. And I can just tell you, as the person responsible for planning the funerals, you're kind of in shock. And you just like go to a local funeral director and you're like, what do I do? Mm -hmm. Right? And the idea of the family having the wherewithal to say, well, I want to take this entirely different approach and I want to do this thing that's really different, I think is hard to do in the actual flow, as you say, Ariel, of what Mm -hmm. happens when someone actually passes away. And so this is why like this pre-planned funeral approach, you need people to actually say, this is how I want Mm -hmm. my remains to be dealt with is, you know, I want to be, what was the word, Jory? Terra? Terraformed. 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 Isn't terraforming like just like trimming your bushes? Terramation. (laughs) You want to be terramated. Yard terms. (laughs) Terramation. Yeah. So, you know, I think through that lens, it just requires people to be like way more upfront Mm -hmm. with their family and saying, well, this is what I want. I've already figured it out. And the numbers aren't quite there, I think, on people doing that yet. Maybe that'll change. Do you think there's a path to success that's at all like direct to consumer, especially if there is this need to go to the audience that's pre-planning funerals? Do you think it's possible to change consumer habits that much? It gets a little heavy, but like one of the hardest things is when someone passes away, you have to deal with that immediately. Mm -hmm. You you have to be like, I need somebody to deal with this situation right away that is not me, Mm -hmm. you know, and I need a professional to get involved. And so, yes, I think they are counting a bit on the D2C side. And I'm sure that that's a big part of what they're having to develop as a business. You need the ability to like be at somebody's house in 30 minutes Mm -hmm. to retrieve someone who's passed away. You know, and I think that's just a little bit tricky about the D2C side of it, Mm. because I'm not sure they'll be able to have the level of local regional coverage they would need to actually support Mm -hmm. the immediate post-death process. But I also wonder how much of SEO could play into that, too. If they know that audiences are, you know, uncertain about what the process is or what to do, if there's ways to kind of bring them into that customer flow, so that way they do end up on return home and then see, oh, this is an option. That sounds so insensitive to like market off of that. And, but I realize that's marketing. So like, You're talking about like dealing with it. somebody who's passed away and Ariel's like, but what about SEO? <laughs> Inbound marketing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, emotional marketing definitely has a role, even yeah. in sensitive industries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you were totally right, Ariel, that there is actually like a lot of educational content that will be required. And like, I actually think Inbound is probably one of the primary ways this company yeah. should go to market is actually educating people on the whole process. 
And so I think you're totally right on that. I think though, one of the biggest issues is that this is gonna be a long road for them. It's not often you see sharks wanna say, I wanna put millions of dollars into something that's probably gonna take 10 to 20 years and get diluted a bunch, Mm -hmm. need a lot more capital. There's no justification for this $40 million valuation. Especially because they're not profitable yet. Their sales last year were like 350000 which given the valuation is also really low. Mm-hmm. They even self-define themselves as a money-losing company. So little incentive there from the shark side. Yeah. So I have a question for both of you because this has been a bit of a heavy episode. So I'm going to try to bring some levity to it. So a little, Jory? Yeah. <laughs> Whenever there's a product like this, I'm always thinking, okay, what happens to the byproduct, right? And we've got compost. And what do you do with compost? You grow other things. So would you eat food grown from human compost, A, and B, is that technically cannibalism? You want to lighten the mood, Jory? <laughs> not sure this lightens the mood. Yikes. Can I sign off? I don't want to answer this question. Putting you on the spot. Is it cannibalism? No. I feel like in life, there's so many floating byproducts of things that at some point, maybe somewhere, we probably already are. 60% of people are cremated. Do you breathe there? And is that like cannibal breathing? Is that that considered cannibal? This is what happens when you leave me in charge of, Jory, think of a game. Is it cannibalism? So you would eat the food. I don't think I would personally want to do that. I wouldn't Mm. seek it out. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that would be the most attractive thing to do would be to plant things that would grow for a really long time, like use it to plant trees. Mm -hmm. Like the whole point of this is to find different ways to memorialize the people you've lost in your life, which is why Parting Stone was so interesting because it gave you a way to memorialize people without it being like a box of ashes on your mantle. The nice thing about this is like you can actually use it to transfer the energy that was literally somebody into something else. Mm-hmm. And so I would imagine trees and other things like that would be really meaningful to people. Yeah. Well, you could argue if you eat the food, you keep your loved ones with you forever. <laughs> do we need to do a wellness check? I think Oklahoma's doing some things to Jory. Here's what I know. I think if my tremains get sent to Jory, I think I know where I'm ending up. <laughs> In the garden. But speaking of things that last forever, unfortunately, these sharks did not see this as a product that would last forever. So yeah, no Shark Tank deals, which I found was kind of surprising because I didn't see that as a response to Parting Stone. Well, they got 400000 for 10%, so they got a $4 million valuation. Versus $40 million. <laughs> Literally 10 times. Yeah. And it's just in a very different part of the purchase process that's already established around funerals. Also gives you something more tangible to hold on to at the end of the day. I think that's also, you know, stronger emotional connection too. Would you invest in return home? For 40 million, absolutely not. That would be tough. (laughs) Okay. No. If you could talk them down. I think they know it's going to be a capital-heavy business, so they're going to need a lot of money. It feels like VCs are probably not that likely to fund it because it's not technology. Private Mm -hmm. equity might actually have some interest in this. Private equity is doing a lot of purchasing of funeral homes, and I would imagine Mm -hmm. they could look at this as a potential way. Something like that. Today's episode was written and produced by the mythical Matthew Brown. Additional support comes from Melanie Romero and editing from Robert Hartwig. If you're a fan of the show, meh, even if you're not a fan of the show, tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best way to support the show. That does it for me. We'll see you next episode here in the tank for another bite. 
Create Like the Greats, hosted by Ross Simmons, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Each episode hosts an in-depth analysis of some of the greatest creations and creators of all time, along with deep dive conversations on the creative process that went into building companies and brands. If you like learning about history or learning about the creative process, you'll like this podcast. Listen to Create Like the Greats wherever you get your podcasts.